I'm Senator Mubina Jaffer, and welcome to this episode of Every Voice Counts. Today I'm going to speak about a very sensitive issue in Canada. That is the issue of racism. It is an issue that hits home for me every time it is raised. And as a racialized person living in Canada, I have witnessed and suffered as many other Canadians have. You know, there are many faces of racism. Overt racism, implicit biases, and systemic racism. So what is overt racism? Overt racism might be the most shocking for many people. It is not the one that hinders progress for racialized people. Telling someone back to go back to the country that from which they come back is a clear act of hatred that is punishable by law and its perpetrators can be identified. It is also a fixable problem. Implicit biases and systemic racism are the real problem because they require deeper reflection from individuals and institutions. I have witnessed the realities of families struggling to get employed. I have seen engineers and teachers accepting law wage jobs because they simply didn't get callbacks from recruiters. Did you know that if you have a name that signals a non-white person, your chances for a callback from employers are 40%. 40% compared to those with names signaling a white person. Just your name can be a reason for a life of poverty. It is not news that a lot of racialized people live in lower income and subsidized housing neighborhoods. Public schools as well as physical mental health services are often underfunded and consequently community members are underserved. It follows that underfunded schools begin a child of labor's diminished access to critical educational and social resources, the burden of which is lifelong, often preventing them from being able to secure the well-paying employment opportunities needed to escape poverty. If by a miraculous turn of events or by the help of sympathetic individuals, a racialized person gets good education and lands a good job, the struggle is not eliminated. Another type of hardship begins. Yes, another type of hardship begins. 
that of biases, exclusion, isolation, and covert discrimination in the work environment are commonplace. Stories recounted by racialized people in Canada about their experiences of marginalization in the workplace are plenty. When dealing with clients, they are assigned either similarly racialized clients or unprofitable and unimportant clients. As a result, success and promotions are far-fetched. They are almost never invited for off-work get-togethers and so never form amicable or close relationships with their co-workers. Cases of blatant racism from a colleague or a manager, they are often told that they are just being too sensitive. Success and promotions are hard fought for, require tremendous resilience, and cannot be achieved without support from a high-ranking individual in the workplace. It seems to be an impossible problem to fix. But really, in reality, it is not. An overhaul of our education teach system to teach Canadians about histories, cultures and achievements of this different races can be a start. A race-based analysis would help to ensure the employment of a whole-of-government approach to having a critical race-based oversight applied to all proposed legislation in our country. There are solutions. There is a political will to match the apparent social will. This ailment can be healed. I ask you to be a little curious now. On August 1st is Emancipation Day. I ask you to look up what Emancipation Day is and also find out what the African word Sankofa is. What does it mean? This is your little homework. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Stay safe.